guys, and welcome to episode 16 of Axe in the Future. I'm your host, Axel, or as most of you guys probably know me as 56th Grid. In today's episode, we're going to be hearing from True Styling, who's a professional surfer sponsored by Rip Curl, who started her own digital magazine about girls and inspiring girls. And in a recent article about True, it started off with True Styling is a bundle of joy and she is such an amazing person and leave you with a smile on your face I hope that's the case today so yeah welcome true thank you yeah that that article put a smile on my face I was I was pretty stoked reading it and um yeah I'm so stoked to you know be chatting with you and yeah I'm looking forward to seeing what we'll be talking about yeah, this is awesome. Started talking five minutes ago. Feel like I've already, for some reason, known you for ages. But I guess I we're going to go more in depth. But for the listeners who don't know you, can you tell us a bit about yourself? Yeah, well, um, as you said, my name's True. I'm 19. Um, I'm from the northern beaches of Sydney. I represent North Narrabeen Board Riders Club. So, yeah, I'm an 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 girl. Um, yeah, so I don't know. I've been surfing since I was about 12 years old. So I was pretty late to the party on that whole surfing scene. Um, before that, I was a dancer um, and loved soccer and just being outdoors. I'm I'm pretty sportsy, and but you know, right now I'm actually, as you said before, I'm doing. Um, my sister and I have just started an online female surf mag called Murmur Mag. Um, so we're doing that, and you know, kind of just learning along the way, which has been amazing. And then on top of that, I'm also doing a sports psychology course as well. So not many people know that I'm doing that. So this is kind of all new for me. So learning and learning about the mind and how it works. And it's been pretty incredible. Yeah, I'm loving it. Nice. That sounds like it. That sounds really interesting. Dig in a bit more about Murmur Mag. So how did you come up with the idea and like, what's the purpose of the magazine? Yeah, well, so pretty much my so my sister and I when we compete we travel up and down the coast and my dad will drive us and we will you know head up in the van do a bit of a road trip up to you know the Gold Coast or down to Victoria when we were allowed to do that and um one I think it was maybe two years ago we were conceptualizing the idea of an online female surf mag because if you look in the surf scene there there is actually quite a few but they don't actually their content isn't it's not targeted to female surfers it's not inspiring it's pretty generic so Jessie and I decided not Jessie's my sister um we were like you know what we just want to do something that's interesting it's empowering it's educating and it's inspiring for females whether they be a female surfer or just a female athlete in general because we kind of want we want to create this safe space for females in general where they can feel like you know they can do whatever they want to do so when we were coming up with the idea we were going okay what what should we call it how should you know like the name probably took maybe four weeks to come up with which isn't that long but it was like every single day we would sit down and be like maybe this name I think we came up with like there was a name called Betty and then I kind of, there was heaps of other names, but Murmur Mag just kind of stuck. And the reason behind it is, so Murmur like is defined as a slow, continuous sound. And we were like, okay, so that's what, that's what we want women's or female surfing to be. This slow, but growing, continuous sound of the females coming through, you know, like going, we, we, we're here. You can see us, like, don't, don't overlook us. And then also the personal reason is a murmuration 
is actually a flock of starlings and our last name is starling so we, it all kind of ties in together on that front um but yeah we just you know our we want to have fun with it and we want people to enjoy what we're what we're doing you know what my sister's writing what I'm writing what our videos are and we just want to empower young female surfers or young female athletes in general to have the confidence to do whatever they want to do because like you can you know yeah it's uh, we're loving it and it's so much fun um, that sounds unbelievable. So I've had a little dig. I've like dug in a little bit over the last few days to have a yeah. look at Murmur Magazine and it looks like you've inspired lots of people. But have you had anyone reach out and tell a story on how Murmur has inspired girls? We haven't as yet. Um, I mean, it's not – it's probably more like face-to-face where that happens, you know, there's lots of young female surfers um, around the northern beaches um, and Jesse and I, we're always surfing, like we spend so much time in the water, it's crazy. So we're always seeing young girl surfers out and they always come up and they say, you know, we love Murma Mag and what you're doing is amazing and, you know, this article really helped. Like there, I think my sister did an article on um, bullying and that was probably like the turning point for us where people came after that article and they were like you don't understand how much we needed that you know it was kind of about bullying and knowing your worth and like standing up for yourself in that article and yeah. there was people that reached out to my sister people that reached out to me and they were like that was that article helped me so much you know so I guess it's little things that we put up that you know someone might go wow I actually needed that today so yeah but like so many people we've got such good response from it and people are wanting to do collaborations with us and it's kind of all crazy because we've only got like 800 followers you know so it's just at the beginnings and yeah it's just keep it every week it's just growing and growing and growing and it's just so exciting for Jesse and I to watch it grow and be a part of it and you know help young females be bigger and better and brighter. Yeah, totally. I love that. So what is your long-term vision for it, like in your eyes? Yeah, this is this is a question that um, Jesse and I have constantly kept asking ourselves because we were like, is this just a passion project or is it something that maybe we can turn into um, income base? I think long-term we would love to generate some profit from it but our goal is to keep inspiring and educating and empowering, you know, and we want to, we want it to be bigger, you know, we want to reach out to the likes of Carissa and Steph and be like, we want to get down to the nitty gritty details of what you've experienced as a female in the surf industry, because like now it's completely different to how it was back when Lane and Kiala Kennelly and stuff were competing, where it was quite um, there was there wasn't much equality in the women's right, whereas now there's equal prize money and there's now there's equal events, you know. So it's amazing how how much it's growing, but still in the water there is still that sense of male dominance, mm. and we want to try and turn that into the sense of you know like just because you're men and just because you're stronger, like physically stronger than us, doesn't mean that we can't put up a fight. Doesn't mean we can't dig our heels in and give it a, a, as like as good a go as you, you know? So I think if 
if we can in the future help to empower young young women and young females, whether they be surfers or dancers or gymnasts or whatever, businesswoman, whatever it is, in some way if we can help empower them to, you know, really dig their heels in and fight for what they want, then we've done our job. That's so awesome. So we're going to throw it back a bit to your childhood now. Yeah. And um, what were your dreams, you know, growing up or as a kid? Yeah, well, my dreams always kind of fluctuated. I've always, um, I don't know, I was always very goal. I'm, I'm a very goal-setting person. So if I don't have goals, I'm kind of all over the shop. So when I was a kid, I tried all these different things. I tried piano. I did dancing for a little bit, um, soccer, which I love soccer. I had so much fun and basketball. I just dabbled in all these different sports, but nothing ever really kind of stuck. It was always like, yeah, I really enjoy this and it's something that I like doing, but it was never something I would, you know, go do with my family on the weekends. And then when my dad got me into surfing when I was around 12, I like instantly I was like, this is what I want to do. I just knew straight away I was like, yep, like I want to be a professional surfer. So I was in the water all the time. I was like begging my dad to take me at six o'clock in the morning, like, dad, wake up. We have to go surfing. We've got to go to the beach. Like, let's go, let's go. And um, yeah, like I, I think as soon as I got that first wave and as soon as I felt that, like, it's kind of, it's cheesy, but only a surfer knows a feeling. Like it's, yeah. you know, it's so crazy how much surfers can relate to that. And as soon as I like took off on my first wave, I was like, yeah, this is it. Like this is this is my path, this is what I have to do and whether I become a competitive surfer or a free surfer, like that, this is a path that I need to go down, there's something that I need to do here. So I don't know, I never looked back from there and my dad's been like my mom as well but my dad has been one of my biggest supporters, you know, he's with me in events, he calls me like if he's not with me, if I'm overseas or something, he'll call me and say, you know, you got this and you know he's so supportive in the highs and the lows and yeah I think if I didn't have like looking back if I didn't have surfing I'd, I don't know where I'd be right now like it, it's just my like it's at my core right now you know it's just something that the ocean I can just go in and wash off all my emotions or yeah get out all of my energy which I have a lot of so yeah it's yeah, I was I'm I feel very lucky to be doing what I'm doing and as a child as a child I was always like I want to be a singer or an actor or like a firefighter or something like that but now I'm like no like I still enjoy dancing around with my friends or whatever that is but this is serving is what I have to do and you know this is for some reason this is the path that I'm on and whether I be professional or if I become a surf commentator or if I run this magazine and it helps empower more women, like, yeah, surfing, it's, yeah, it's, it's taken over my life and for a good reason. That's so awesome. So I'm currently 12 years old and I guess that's when you kind of started getting into surfing. If you could go back to or talk to your 12-year-old self, what advice would you give to true uh you know a while ago 12 year old true I'd say take a breath before you make rash decisions um but have fun like sometimes 
I don't know. I think everyone does. Sometimes people take life too seriously. So I would say to myself, like 12 year old true, like have fun while doing it. You know, if you're at an event, go hang out with your friends and go have fun. And I'm kind of at the space now where I'm starting to do that more, not be so like focused and dead set on winning, you know, whereas like that's, I still am very much like that, but you also have to have a life outside of that. So I'd say to 12 year old true, like breathe, have fun, like, and make sure you have other passions as well, because, you know, you've got to have something else to fall back on if for some reason, being a professional surfer isn't the road that you end up going, you know, so have other things that you want to do and just smile more and be proud of yourself. Yeah, definitely. And trust the process. Oh my God, trust the process. (laughs) That's awesome. So you're obviously talking, you know, you wanted to be a pro surfer and I mean, from what I've seen currently you are, and is it high pressure, you know, live, you know, doing competitions and stuff or how does that feel? Well, it it just depends about the amount of pressure that you put on yourself. You know, like if you put so much pressure on yourself that you're like, if I don't win, the world's going to end. It's going to be a high pressure situation. But I'm start of like I'm starting to learn now. If I can just go out and just surf my best, whether I win, lose, or draw, I come away happy knowing that. I've done the best that I can and I've shown my ability, you know, and like it can definitely be high pressure if it's, I don't know, maybe if you're going for a world title or if you were going to qualify and it was like if I make this heat, I qualify for the dream tour, that would be completely different. But sometimes people will back away from that and say, well, like I ha- like I can't not make this heat. I can't fall. I can't do this where – I feel like it's so important to go, no, you know what? I've made it this far. Like I am going to make this heat. Like I'm going to surf the best in this heat that I can and I'm not going to put so much pressure on myself. I'm just going to go out there and just surf the best that I can, do what I know I can do and have fun while doing it. That's that's so awesome. (laughs) I I wish this podcast, like I'm so excited to go back and listen to this. This is just, you're so well-spoken and just unbelievable. But anyway, let's move on to the next topic. So you're currently um, on board with Rip Curl and how does it feel being sponsored by such, you know, an amazing, authentic surf brand like Rip Curl? Yeah, well, I'll never forget the day that my dad told me I was getting sponsored by Rip Curl. So basically the way, the whole way that it kind of came about, we were, there was a Rip Curl national final here actually at North Narrabeen and I it was like my first one that I'd ever done and I ended up getting third and I was so stoked and I was like oh my gosh and then I I think I got like rising star award or something and like I was I was so excited I was like oh my god this is amazing and I just didn't think it could get any better and then maybe a couple of days later it was a few days before my birthday actually I think I was turning 14 or 15 and dad he just goes, oh, true, um, come in. I was like, oh, yeah, like, what's wrong? Thinking, oh, my gosh, did I not make my bed this morning? What have I done? And he goes, oh, um, I just want to let you know that you're getting sponsored by Rip Curl. And it, that was it. And I was just like, what? <laughs> <laughs> like, are you serious? <laughs> you wow. know, and then um, he's like, yeah, I'm dead set. And then Flano called me 
uh, Mark Flanagan, our amazing team manager, he called me maybe a day later. We had a chat over the phone and he was like, you know, you're basically was saying, you know, like we want you on the team and it's going to be an amazing ride for you. And I was like, oh my gosh, like I, I just couldn't, I was just in such shock. And I was going, I'm, I'm sponsored by Rip Curl, like Tyler Wright sponsored by Rip Curl. Like, you know, she's my idol. So I was going, wow, this is, it, it was just so surreal for me. And then now it, like they just take, they take such good care of their athletes. You know, they really nurture them and they, you know, if you need something, they're, they're there to support you. You know, they're constantly around and it's amazing because you feel so supported and you feel like you're a part of this family community and it's something that is so important and you know Rivkel do it so well like you said they're such an amazing brand they're so authentic and real and I think that's where I feel so lucky to be with them because that's what I try I try to be real and authentic and I try not to portray this oh I'm always happy or always eating healthy because it's not the case sometimes I will binge out on a block of chocolate like <laughs> in or mm. sometimes I'm not happy and that's that's okay so yeah Rickel they've they, honestly they like I owe them so much to where I am today in my surfing career yeah 100% so how does that impact your life like yeah um being with Rickel yes yeah so how does that impact my life? Well, for a little while, I was like, oh, my gosh, if I don't make this heat, like maybe they'll drop me or whatever it was. But Flano came up to me one day and he's like, we just want to support you in what you do. And as long as you're having fun, that's all I care about. You know, like we, we want to make sure that you make heats and like that you're surfing to the best of your ability. But at the end of the day, like you're part of the family, you're part of the team. And that kind of gave me so much more confidence. I was like, oh my gosh. And there's even times, like even still now, if I go out for a surf and like I'll have a bad surf or I'll keep falling or whatever, I go, hang on a second. Like I'm, I'm good enough. Like I have the ability to like make it, you know, and I just have to go, okay, I need to believe in myself. If I wasn't good enough, like I wouldn't have Rip Curl back, like backing me and I wouldn't have all these people supporting me. So I'm going, okay, you know, like no one's, you know, blowing smoke up my ass or whatever, you know. So it's so important for me that people are honest and that's where Rip Curl have definitely changed my perceptions as well, like in a good way because they've been honest and truthful and that's been amazing. Yeah, that's that's awesome. So I'm guessing I because uh, – I'm guessing, I'm not yeah. saying about this, that you travel a bit um, yeah. with surfing. So what was your most mem- memorable trip and why? My most memorable trip and why? Wow. My gosh, I'm going to have to pick through my brain. I think this is out, like out of a contest kind of vibe. So this is more just a surf trip with my family. One year we went to Bali and we ended up going there. We stayed in the Bukit. So we were in Bingen for a couple, like maybe two weeks. And then we stayed in Uluwatu for a couple of days. And then we went to Chenggu for a week. And the waves were just like the whole time we were there, absolutely pumping. Like it was insane. And I just surfed like, all day I think I surfed for like eight to ten hours a day every single day it was crazy like I surfed all the time and um that was kind of the the turning point for me where I was like 
I just want to be in the water. I just want to surf, 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 surf. And that's probably one of my most memorable trips. I was with my family. I was having so much fun. You know, we were eating good food. We're in this beautiful place. But it was just, yeah, that was probably one of my most memorable trips. But there's been so many. I went to South Africa last year with um, one of the boys from home, Geordie Lawler, and his girlfriend, Leilani McGonagall, who's actually sponsored by Rip Curl as well. And um, we went to South Africa together, and that was amazing. I got to surf J-Bay for the first time, oh, and yeah. it was, like, picturesque. It was there was, this, there was the moon over the water. The beautiful sunset was just amazing, and the waves were so, so good. And there was a pod of, like, 20 dolphins out there. And I think my friend Sophie Fletcher and I, we were both out there and just started crying, you know, because it was just so raw and beautiful and powerful. I was like, wow, we are just so lucky to be traveling, traveling the world and doing what we're doing. And, you know, like it's sad that we can't right now, but I'm so excited to like get out and go travel and make more memories and surf more waves and yeah experience more cultures i'm very excited (laughs) that's that sounds so amazing i've i mean i'm i'm a really horrible surfer but when you look (laughs) at the heats at j bay and stuff whenever they're on it's just like you know one day maybe if i get a bit better at surfing it'd be pretty cool to go there yeah um but sorry to switch around the subject so much but i was scrolling through your instagram and i saw you posted a quote that was, you don't grow when you're comfortable. So yeah. I'm guessing if you posted that, it means a bit to you. What do you like about it and uh, why? Yeah, so um, when I saw that quote, I think I was, I don't even remember how long ago. When when did I even post that? I'm actually unsure. I checked earlier this I'll morning. I'll have to have so... a little look. Anyway, well, I think when I saw that, I was kind of going – wow, like that resonates with me so much because if you're doing something that's in your comfort zone, you're just going to constantly be like you'll be, you will be progressing, but you're not going to be, you know, making your mark. And like, I just feel like everyone that's put on this earth isn't put here to just go through the motions, you know? Yeah. You're here to make your mark, make a difference, help people, you know, like, and and live your life and be happy at the same time. So when I saw that quote, I was like, okay, I really need to put myself in uncomfortable situations where I can grow and I can feel strong coming out of that, you know. Like I'm a very um, – I would much rather stay home and read a book and drink a cup of tea than go out and party, you know. So I'm quite – I'm very much like that. So I think in that aspect of my life was where I was like, okay, I actually can go out and have fun with my friends and go and have one or two drinks or whatever that is. But I don't need to do that every weekend. But putting myself in that position, in that situation was like so important for me because it's not only like made me broaden my friendship circle, but it's actually made me feel like a lot more strong in myself where I can just go up to someone and have a conversation with them, you know. And even in my Mm. surfing, it's like I used to be like, oh, I'll just go out when it looks good. But now it's like, no, I'm going to – if it looks bad, I'm going to go out. If it looks big and if if I'm scared, I'm going to go out. Like because at the end of the day, if you're scared, the only way to overcome that feeling is to actually go and, you know, overcome it. So go out in that big surf 
and try and catch that big wave, you know, and as long as you have the right tools and the right, you know, like big waves can be pretty scary with like breath hold and stuff like that. But, you know, you want to always keep pushing yourself to see how far you can grow, you know, because if you're not pushing yourself, you're just going to stay stagnant. And that's, Mm. I just want to keep growing and progressing in all aspects of my life. Cause if one door, I, I feel like if one door opens, another, another door is going to open and doors are just going to keep opening and things are just going to keep growing and getting better. I love that. Do you have any other quotes that you, that you like? Oh, there's one on my, I actually have it on my, um, written on my mirror in my room. Um, it's like, it's, something along the lines of today I want you to focus on all that you are instead of all that you are not so pretty much to me I don't know how you might take it but to me it was like okay I'm just going to focus what on who I am and what I can do and what I can change and things that I can you know people I can help or whatever that may be instead of focusing on oh I'm not I don't have the perfect abs or I'm not like working enough or I'm not this or what you know whatever that may not be I want to just focus on okay like yeah I may not have the perfect abs but I'm gonna go and do more core classes to get that those abs that I want you know or just focusing on things that you know I can control and focusing on who I am at that time and not who I'm not so I think when I put that on my um, mirror I was like kind of in a stage of my life where everything was just everywhere and then when I found that it kind of just brought everything straight back in and I just was like whoa I kind of took a step back and was like okay like I need to realign everything and focus on who I am and not compare myself to others and not think oh that girl she's got such nice such a nice body or whatever that is and go you know what like I have a nice body too like I'm proud of that so yeah, that's that's my other favorite quote. That's awesome. So, I guess finding good role models can be quite a difficult task in some mm. ways. So, what advice would you give to young teenage girls and boys growing up in today's society? Yeah, wow. That's a yeah. It's so hard like in society today, everything is so social media based. Like it is like I actually think it's bad like it's crazy and you know as like someone that I looked up to and that is my role model now and she's like kind of mentoring me in a way and helping me go down avenues that I didn't quite I was kind of just walking down blindly because I didn't know what I was doing um Laura Enova she's from I'm sure you know who she is she's from my from Narrabeen and um when I first started surfing with her, she just took my sister and I under her wing and she's like, I'm just going to take you guys with me, you know? And like, it's so important if you were to, if you wanted a role model, if there was someone that you looked up to, that they have the same real values, you know, and morals as you do, you know, and that they're portraying a good message and that they're helping people or helping themselves or whatever that may be. It's so important, especially like, I feel like now everyone's going, oh, you know, that that girl's so skinny or that boy's got, like, he's so buff and muscly and strong and it's like society's creating this picture of you have to either be muscly and strong or this skinny, tan person, like, you know, and 
people are therefore becoming unhappy with themselves if they're not that. And it actually saddens me because there's so many people that just become so unconfident in themselves. And it's not right because, like, you are who you are and you should be proud of that and you should be like, you know what, this is me and I'm not going to change for anyone else. And if you don't accept that, then don't come on my train. Like, you can just, I'll, like, you can stay at that station and jump on someone else's train of life, you know. So I think it's just so important to respect who you are and be confident in yourself and if you have someone rolling with you that isn't doing that and isn't saying you know I'm empowering you and I'm supporting you then you got to tell them to get off at the next station. I love that and I totally agree with what you're saying there but before we finish the podcast I like doing this little signature thing so yeah I have a digital spin the wheel up on my um computer here and they're like some incredibly random questions so they're just kind of like some quick fire questions um yeah and yeah they're definitely unique so okay. you see how you go so I'm, I'm excited and the first question is what is your favorite smoothie oh it's my banana and mango smoothie with a chocolate protein powder in it um from one of my sponsors true protein but I make it at home and it's one of my favorite smoothies ever that sounds so good. Yeah, I'm, it's I'm so good. Mango and banana smoothie. Mwah. Yeah, um, so so good. Anyway, <laughs> okay. Second question is: What is your fa- or where is your favorite city in the world? Wow, my favorite city. Um, I don't know. I have no. I I'd love to go to New York or somewhere and just experience like the whole vibe there. Yeah, I can't answer that one. I I don't know. You got who? What are your top ones? Like what? My what top is, ones. Okay. Yeah. Um, favorite city. Well, I love home. I'm quite a homebody. I do quite love home. <laughs> um, I like. I really like Jeffrey's Bay. Like even like it's kind of more of a town. But when I was there, I loved it. I kind of just go to towns, but um, yeah, Jeffrey's Bay was amazing. Another city. I don't know. That's a hard one because I just go on the coast, you know. I don't go into the yeah. city life. But coastal towns, Jeffreys Bay, Cabarita, um, oh, God, I could rattle some off. I loved going when I was in um, Crewe. That was so pretty. It was just like a little town but village kind of area. More rural cities. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I like that. I like that yeah. idea. All right. Next one is who is your favourite surfer? I gotta tread lightly here because I don't want to say my dad and my sister get offended. <laughs> but my dad, I love my dad. He's amazing. Um, he's just he doesn't care. He just does whatever he wants. But my dad and also Steph Gilmore and Tyler Wright. If I could mash them together, my favorite all time surfer. All right. Next question: Who is your favorite Instagrammer? My favorite Instagrammer. Anything related to bulldogs. Yeah, dead set. I think there's – I can't remember what it's called, but there's a page and it's got bulldogs. I have a bulldog of my own and I'm just obsessed. Yeah, anything related to bulldogs, I'm all over it. (laughs) I I like that. I like that. All right, next question. I don't know if you listen to podcasts, but if you do, who is your favourite podcaster? Ooh. Well, the only ones that I've listened to have been the stab ones. 
So with Mick Fanning and then Sam, mm. um, yeah. I think that's his name, Sam McIntosh. Um, yeah, probably that one's been my favourite so far, but I'm interested. I'm looking forward to seeing how this one pans out because maybe that'll become my favourite. <laughs> Who knows? So it's I'm such in the early stages, but hopefully yeah. throughout the next few months, hopefully it grows a bit and then you never know. Yeah, of course. And if you need me to do anything, let me know as well. Sorry if I'm interrupting. but <laughs> no. And we're going to do one last question. Let's yeah. see what the thing spins. And it is – oh, we're having some errors. Yeah, here we go. What is your favourite food? <gasps> oh, my gosh. Mm. This can be snacks, di- like, you know, anything. Anything, absolutely. anything, anything in the world. Um, strawberries. Oh, all right. Yeah. Strawberries. That's good pick. Yeah. Or broccoli. <laughs> All right. I think I feel like in the food and drinking aspects, I reckon we're pretty similar in some yeah. ways there. Anything nice and yummy and fresh, I'm there. <laughs> yeah, totally. Same here. But one last last thing I want to do before the podcast ends. I always yeah. do this. So uh, judging on this podcast, is there anyone you could introduce me to that you think would be good for the podcast? In any like, based in the surf industry or anything, it could be literally any industry. Ah, I reckon speaking to a PT, like a personal trainer, would be pretty cool. I've got my personal trainer, like, and there's I know that there's a couple around, but my one who's based um in the Northern Beaches as well, he's actually an ex baseball player, and he's like now turned PT kind of CrossFitter. He's like he inspires me so much, and he just oh, kind of yeah he keeps me in check, and yeah he's pretty switched on. But then there is another PT. His name is Brody Ledge, who's up on the Gold Coast, and he actually trained Tyler Wright as well. So Ooh, they could right. be two pretty good podcasts for you. <laughs> That'd be awesome. But that is gonna do it for this episode of Axing the Future. If you guys did enjoy it and you are on Apple or iTunes. I would really appreciate if you do go leave a review. We're currently sitting 20th in Australia for education podcasts and my goal is to get into the top 10 within the next month. So I'd really appreciate that. And if you're on Spotify, maybe hop over to iTunes for a quick second and chuck a little review. My Instagram is 56grid if you want to follow my socials. And True, what is yours? It's True Styling. So True is spelled T-R-U. Perfect. Um, But, yeah, I look forward to seeing you guys in the next podcast, which will be episode 17. Have a great evening, uh, morning or midday, wherever you are in the world. And, uh, yeah, I'll see you soon. We out.